1: So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started.
2: This is Dale Jr. and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Outside, door, bumper, clear the 18. Best car ahead here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh yeah! <laughs>
3: Do you want inside information? You will not be able to repeat it to your kids, but you will <laughs> learn, and you will laugh. Door bumper clear is on.
1: Hey, everybody. It's TJ Majors, spotter of the 88 cup car, 7 Xfinity, and the 29 truck. And joining me today, Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer, Elliot Sadler, and guess who's back?
3: Hey, guys. It's KB. I'm back from the dead.
0: Gluten-free. Gluten-free. dairy free, Tell us what happened. Free. Tell us something, because you keep missing these shows, and you keep telling me you're in the emergency room, but you're still tweeting. So, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the balance is So,
3: here. in Iowa, on Thursday night, um, I had an allergic reaction, because I was really stupid, and I drank two beers, mm-hmm. um, and I guess they were, I don't know. Wheat, wheat the, we Wheat beers. <laughs> people I was with said, they looked super cloudy anyway, so they could tell that it was bad. Anyway, my yeah. throat closed up. I had a severe allergic reaction. I got over that, Whoa. and then... Um, so my immune system was down. And then Monday night, I had a massive reaction, and I got rushed to the ER. What was night. that to? Something. There was trace, because my immune system was so down, there was trace amounts of wheat and something, and it closed my throat up, and I was covered in rash. So they You're had to take me to the ER and open my throat <sighs>
0: up. You're the only person I know that can still live tweet and be on a ventilator. <laughs> I've never seen that yeah. before.
3: I went to the hospital, though, at like 10 p.m., and I got out at like 4 a.m. Uh,
0: did you have to go into the actual ER? Mm-hmm. Isn't that Show.
3: and it's you lay there you just want to be dead and it's so loud they what do they do and they keep coming and sticking you, you their, with more yeah. things taking more tests taking you to places it's like the, le- the least yeah. amount of rest i've ever gotten yeah. you leave there and you're like you're in a coma the
0: waiting there. room at the er is the best though because everybody with a cold <laughs> and the flu and it's like y'all don't have an emergency go to cvs or yeah. buy some drugs cares. and go right, home right Emergency should stand for emergency. Like the good be-
3: thing is, though, I couldn't breathe, so they take you first.
1: So you were gone. I was Yeah. Gone. Oh, you would have to sit out there with that.
3: Mm-mm, they're like...
1: So if
0: you're
3: out there, you got a big yeah. cut in
1: your arm, you're like, she comes walking by, you're like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
3: Front of the line.
1: I'm
0: just
2: yeah. going to say,
1: I can't breathe if I ever have to go by. Uh, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Yeah. <sighs> oh, that's a good idea.
3: <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. Are you having trouble breathing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes.
0: Mm.
3: Anyway, I'm back. Thank you.
0: About time. It's good to be back. Thanks for one main to bring in this uh, show to you guys. In the Exalta studio, we are. One An main Exalta, car's back on the track. It is. And Exalta yeah. has
3: given their website, ExaltaRacing.com, a fresh coat of paint. To get all of the latest news, photos, and Dale's schedule, head over to ExaltaRacing.com. Photo galleries, schedule, race reports, all that happy stuff. Ooh. Woo. Woo. Fresh coat. Hey, so you guys are back from Sonoma wine country
1: some of us us stayed the entire trip
3: (laughs) some took an early plane ride yeah
1: yeah i don't like Sonoma anymore (laughs) i don't
0: want to go back it was worse than vegas for me we had a really easy schedule very easy. So, so it's always like that there, kind of. We had an awesome sprint dinner, which TJ
1: completely bailed on because he had to drive
0: Dale Jr. back to I got to back room. late.
1: Like they were, The car was supposed to pick me up at 630. I got back at 645.
3: It was a sprint dinner? Like, yeah.
0: Industry dinner. <laughs> Where was and it? They did a low country boil is what I would call it. I don't know what they call it out there, but instead of doing some of the things that we would normally put in there, they put lobster. Oh, wow. So Amy, Dell Jr.'s girlfriend, sat across from me. I've ate a ton of lobster, but I've never been given a whole lobster. And I was like, I don't know how to get the meat out of the tail. <laughs> like, I'm going to cut myself. And so she tutored me on that's, how to get the so meat out awesome. of the tail. And she rode TJ's ass, even though he wasn't there, the
1: entire yeah. dinner. That's fine. All right, nothing that <laughs> I am not course. used to. <laughs> yes. Couldn't but, even tell she did, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but it was great. A lot of wine and Clint's, Clint's car catches on fire lap four, and we leave and come home. Lap I four? actually have run less than that in two years there was sterling marlin one time we ran a lap and a half in two years we blew up he missed a shift the first wow. lap one year and the next year we uh hit kenny Schrader in the s's after a lap so i don't even think we ran a whole lap the first year he blew it up on the first lap and then the next year we hit schrader a lap in what do you say hey boy, i blew it up <laughs> pretty much yeah okay. Yeah.
0: So I did I did see this. So TJ, I noticed, was on the team plane going out to Sonoma. Our, our planes were pretty much in sync, getting fuel and going to the next place. And then I get there, and I see Dell Jr.'s plane is actually there. So I'm like, man, why isn't TJ on Dell Jr.'s plane? Dell Jr. did something really cool, and I've never heard of anybody doing this. Dell Jr. literally gave his plane to the crew and said, you guys take it.
3: What? And
1: he flew with somebody else. Really? Yeah, he he uh That's he
3: does cool. things like that
1: once in a while. It's nice to get them guys back, and they never get a chance to do stuff like that. So, and honestly, I don't know if any other drivers that have ever done that either. Not for the whole team. They've always been on yeah. the plane with the
0: team. What
3: is that? An eight seater?
0: Nine. Yeah. Yeah. That's with really
3: the, cool. With
2: the toilet seat?
0: Yeah, that, but that toilet seat's big as this couch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's literally. Yeah, it's not too bad. Nah, anybody gig. But yeah. the good news for those guys is it probably got them six to seven more hours at home with their family,
1: you know, which it's is really, cool. Yeah, I mean, it, honestly, man, just the experience of it and stuff is probably enough for, you know, yeah. it's cool for them guys to to do stuff and, and get to experience stuff like that. Even though, you know, they, they probably beat us back by an hour, maybe a couple hours, an hour, maybe if that. Yeah. Um, it's got a sound system on it that will blow your mind. It does have a good sound system in it. Cranks. Uh,
0: Turn, let's get turnt.
1: I'm sure they had a good time on it. Yeah. Wi Fi and everything. So, I'm what sure is Wi Fi? Yeah. Yeah, I'm
2: pretty yeah. sure they enjoyed it. I don't think Con Air has Wi Fi. <laughs>
3: okay, Concierge no, does not have it. The old Wi-Fi.
2: Concierge. <sighs> yeah. Some of the planes have screens, though. Great Some
3: landings. Of, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So, Junior Motorsports flies on Concierge do. to explain what we're talking about. And
2: it's not the best.
3: <laughs> when it's, you, a, it's a chartered plane <laughs> with a bunch of teams going out every. Um,
2: It's a 737 landing at Concord Regional Airport. (laughs)
3: And
0: and it's like landing on an aircraft carrier. You will get a shock up your ass every time they (laughs) land. You're like, oh, (laughs) not again.
3: So one of, our, one of my coworkers, she does the PR on the 88, she had two kidney stones, and they weren't moving.
0: Oh, they fixed that.
3: And <laughs> one of the landings was so hard coming into Concord that it dislodged her kidney stone, and she screamed. Oh. And the doctor's like, yep, you probably shouldn't be flying on that fly commercial. <laughs> uh, but he's like, yeah, I "Movement." What you Have do you do ever flown that? on it?
0: Oh, yeah. We took off. We, we left here. I forget where we were going. Maybe Sonoma years ago. But they said, we're going to New Orleans for fuel. Which isn't a problem Like whatever So you go to New Orleans You get fuel We're going down the runway We take off And then we land And we take <laughs> off again And the what? wings are going Side to side I'm like we're getting ready To cartwheel All the way down this runway Catch on fire And I don't like flying anyway I was like we're dead <laughs> Gat, The oxygen masks Are coming out You know the, People are picking up
1: Their seat cushions And found them for their ass it ain't, It's not good Yeah that doesn't sound I've been on There's been a few Hard landings on them things
2: Oof yeah. yeah. I mean, when they when they touch down at Concord, I mean, it's You a, know you land... They don't touch down. They <laughs> hit down. <laughs> There's no touching in them. No.
3: That's when you wear your seatbelt. I forgot to when we were coming back from... Uh, I don't know where we were, but one I was sitting next Coast to one of our trips. guys on the 7, Hondo. Or big country. I don't know. One of them. And I was just dead asleep, and we landed so hard he had to do the mom arm.
0: Yeah. The mom <laughs> because arm. Because
3: I went flying into the seat in front of me. Yeah. Ugh. I was awake then. Not,
0: not good. Anyway,
3: so you guys want to go into some spot-on, spot-off?
0: Yeah, I don't know what we have a lot to talk about today. Yeah, is there much to talk about?
3: No, so how about uh, old Chicken Man versus Gallagher at Gateway? (laughs) The Hug Fest 2016.
1: That was the best fight and worst (laughs) fight that I've ever seen. (laughs) It was the best fight because it never happens, and it went for about a minute, and... Nobody else cared around it. That's the best part. (laughs) You could see the officials
3: just looking.
1: You know, I watched it again, and I could hear the sound real good, and you could hear the crowd. Like, the gateway crowd was cheering. Yeah. Like, it was pretty entertaining. I I, mean. I saw Casey Kane at breakfast Sunday morning, and he said, man, what would you think about
0: that fight? And I said, I'm not real sure what to think yet. He said, I've never been in a fight, but I could beat both those guys up at the same time. (laughs) I mean, literally, the whole NASCAR garage has looked at that now and said, if I'm going to have to get in a fight, I hope it's with one of those guys, because I cannot lose. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, that was... I mean, I don't, I'm don't. i not real sure what the leg hook was. <laughs> and then I got to say, that then, was
3: the best part. <clears> throat> that throat> was at least trying. The rest Everyone's was like, and saying, we're dancing, and we're dancing. Well, which... I'm not really
1: sure how, why you back yourself, you slam yourself <laughs> into the racetrack with another yeah. guy on top of you. He too. body slammed himself. <laughs> yes. I don't understand it's that. Impressive. But I did hear that... Uh, Spencer got on the plane and had two black eyes. Wow. Yeah. From himself? So, and it, actually, if you watch it again, you watch crying. it slow, he actually does get hit
2: Yeah, chicken, good. chicken Man hit him a couple of times, but, I mean, they didn't look very hard yeah. on, on TV. Yeah. Well,
0: Chicken Man is now Tony Stewart's hero, one of the toughest guys in the sport, now likes a guy that likes to hug other guys and try to leg hook them and whatever else that was. I don't know what it was. Yeah, do you, do you know? hear that?
2: No. Yeah, it's in the shop.
3: What is it?
1: I don't know. Maybe draining the oil out of a car or something. I don't oh, know. Okay. Uh, Yeah, that, that the leg hook, I'm not really sure about the leg hook. I'm not either. And they, yeah, I don't know. It's an awkward fight all around. Like, there wasn't.
3: Super awkward.
1: It was like a hockey fight. Yeah. Nah. I mean, he had a hold of his <laughs> arm, kind of, yeah. and they yeah. couldn't really swing real hard. Yeah. They're
0: not from Pageland, South Carolina, either one of them. Spencer Gallagher, like, I, I it's like he didn't want to fight, and John West just didn't know how to fight. But now he's Tony Stewart's hero.
2: It's the perfect spot-on, spot-off question. Or not question, but it's statement.
1: Spot-off for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's... A, it, it's I like spot-on for the emotion to show a little bit of emotion that you're... You know, apparently these guys have a past. Yeah. Apparently they have been in some Arca wrecks together and stuff and aren't real, real, real happy with each other. But um, I did read Spencer's... Did you read his apology yesterday? No. Who did he apologize uh, yeah. to? Yeah, all the, basically everybody track fans yeah john west is it like
3: pro- a pr written apology or like uh
1: PR show? i mean i don't know
2: i'm gonna I, go with pr it yeah i mean it, it
1: included everybody because he's like he's embarrassed about it and stuff which i probably would be too if i, if I had You're a fight like idiot. that on national tv well i don't think he wanted to fight did he, uh, he i do I mean, he got
2: pushed first
1: yeah, he did. I mean, they came after him. But. I know how that would end. I'm not even sure he threw a punch. I don't think he did. He didn't. That's he what I'm saying. Defensive. He didn't. It was obvious he didn't want to fight. Yeah. So today, who do you think? Do you think who gets to find? I, I don't. I would not find anybody. But that's. I mean, me. you know what's going to happen. If if they come down,
0: they'll probably find both of them, and they'll find John West a little more. Yeah,
1: and you then they'll, then they'll use that for every clip from here on out to yep. sell tickets. <laughs> yeah. Spot on, spot off. The hmm.
3: 78 owner says in order to keep Martin Truex Jr., a sponsor is needed.
1: Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. you got to keep him. <laughs> you can't let that guy walk now.
0: I don't understand. I'm very much spot off on this one <clears throat> because I don't understand how one of the top performing drivers in the sport is in this scenario. Well, let me tell you how he's in the spot because somebody else is coming. It's Eric Jones. It's Daniel Suarez. Somebody... Matt Kenseth maybe gets moved moved over there from JGR. Somebody is coming in to take Martin Truex's seat because there's an alliance now with Toyota, an alliance with JGR, and clearly things are out of your control to retain a guy like Martin when you have to say, well, a sponsor is needed. Right now, you're the sponsor and the owner. So Mm -hmm. what's changing? Well, something's changing that we just don't know
1: all the facts to yet. And it sucks. Yeah, I don't – it's weird that this situation will even be brought up or even into the – the light, you know, I'm surprised to even hear about it. Um, You know, I don't know. Spot off for sure. Martin, he's, that's, he's found a good home there. I feel that's a great fit for him. And I don't, you know, honestly, I, I don't know. I feel like he's taking that team to the, the very next level where they need to be, and, and uh, it's a good fit. Martin's an Xfinity Series champion. He goes to DEI
0: on the cup side. Does well, but twice? not great. Then he went it twice. Yep. Yeah. D- yeah. Does well, but not great. Goes to MWR, wins waste, races, does well, not great. Gets here, he's killing it. If mm-hmm. you just told TJ and I 10 years ago when Kenny Wallace was driving his furniture row car, hey, 10 years from now, Martin Truex is going to get in that car and he's going to be a championship contender. Yeah. We'd have both said, no way. He is. So how is a guy that's a championship contender even being considered to be fired? Even, Come on.
1: Even, I mean, Kurt Bush was there. And couldn't do nothing but wreck trying to run. Yeah. Game. I mean, yeah. he would try to run eighth and wreck. Wreck. Yep. So. And Martin, we're chasing him half the time. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, He's fast as we can again in Sonoma. I mean, he, yeah. he's fast everywhere you go.
3: Mm-hmm. Spot on, spot off. Brad <clears throat> Kowalski is considering an Indy 500 run.
1: Spot on. I like guys going and doing other things. I mean, I, I personally would not go run that race. There's, it's way too dangerous. And uh, I don't think our guys are – not that they can't do it but there's just a whole it's not like backing a cup car into the wall so it's a, it's a it's a big difference wrecking an indy car at places like that so i spot on for branching out but personally a championship driver that's still running for championships probably shouldn't be going and doing it Yeah, and i say spot off just
0: to tj's point it's dangerous no experience i, I know our guys can go drive their cars and do well we've seen it you know, even as recently as Kurt Busch. Their guys usually can't come get in our cars and do well. So I, I like what he's thinking, and but, but somebody needs to tell him to think differently.
3: Spot on, spot off. Eight different winners in the last eight races.
0: Spot on, man. You know, NASCAR screams parity and, and multiple winners. Well,
1: we're doing it. Doing it well. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Spot on. At least you know everyone, you know, you never know. who It could be anybody this weekend, too. So we might have nine next week.
3: Spot on, spot off. <laughs> Brett's plane ride home, in which he live-tweeted it, <laughs> which was very entertaining. That's product. because
0: of Wi-Fi. My plane ride was definitely spot on. It was four hours and a half of a lot of fun, maybe one shot, six bottles of wine, a couple mixed drinks. We were uh, Not We were drowning our sorrows, and it worked. To the point that I had to call a car service halfway across the state of Utah and say, hey, when I land, I can't drive. <laughs> so when I got home, my wife was ecstatic with my decision to be responsible. She was like, oh, it's still bad at home. Yeah, she's not speaking to me what
1: yet. What time did you get home? I don't know. <laughs> it had to be a decent time. I tweeted it, I guess. Maybe. Probably 11 ish. That's Claudia. I don't know, man. man. I got nothing. Spot off, man. Your performance <laughs> like you had. <laughs> Performance like you gave, man, you don't deserve Wi Fi on the way home. Ooh. You don't deserve that Wi Fi and all that. You should be punished. Alcohol is good for celebrating, and it's also
0: good for just having a tear in your beer. Well, we had a, a lot of tears in, in our beer.
3: beers.
0: Stunning.
1: Ooh. Yes.
3: All right. You guys want to do some Fast Lane?
1: Only if you're going to say the word rebuttal. <laughs>
3: all right. If you don't know what Fast Lane is, I'm going to give TJ and Brett a topic to debate. And we're going to alternate who responds first. And then the person who went first gets the rebuttal. So four are going to be racing, two non-racing, and here we go. Brett, you're going to start, okay? Okay. Tony Stewart takes home the victory at Sonoma over Denny Hamlin. Can Smoke pull off another win in his last year of full-time competition?
0: We got asked a similar question when Tony came back, and we said, or I said, Tony Stewart can win, and here's why. Not because he's one of the greatest drivers to ever live, but because the 14-team was fast. It was fast with Brian Vickers in the car. It was fast with Ty Dillon in the car. Fast cars go fast.
1: Guys have chances
0: to win. Tony pulled off a win. Can he get another win this season? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, Tony he's the type of guy too that once he gets once he gets rolling, he gets hot. So I there's no doubt in my mind that Tony can, you know, find victory lane again. It might be at Martinsville. It might be at Watkins Glen, it might be at Talladega or Daytona. Who knows? I mean he's he's wanted all them tracks before, so uh there's no no doubt in my mind that if, you know, things play out right, he can – you know, you give Tony the lead with 20 to go, and it's he's one of them guys that are going to be hard to get around. Yeah. I honestly think he can go back
0: this weekend to Daytona and go back-to-back. I really do because he's really good at plate tracks. It's hotter during the summer when we go back. It's really slick, to TJ's point. During the summer, Tony usually catches on fire anyway. The slicker it is, the better he runs. So I would not be surprised to see him win back-to-back races this weekend.
3: TJ, Fox finished their last race of 2016 in Sonoma. Furthermore, they bestowed the Bernsey Award to spotter Chris Osborne. How happy was the spotter community to have one of your own honored with this award?
1: I think it was really cool to see somebody like crazy. If you would have saw him in the offseason after that accident, you would understand what all he's went through. I saw him a day after he was in an accident in the hospital, and he was in an enormous amount of pain. And I can't even imagine what his wife was going through, mm-hmm. and even his son. So for them to fight through everything they fought through and come back and, and to have him back at the track and his wife's recovering and his son's perfectly fine now. Um, they've been through a lot. It was a rough period. So I'm, I'm, you know, I, I think I was, it's awesome for them to give it to one of us and look at somebody like him and give it to him. Yeah, I mean, when you look at our sport, it, it, it from the outside in, it, it
0: looks like it's about racing. From the inside in, it's about people, partnerships, relationships, and I think that, you know, Chris's injury probably brought our position and and our peers closer together. Because yes, we compete against each other, but we also all came together to support him and his family. And very very happy to see him win this award.
1: Yeah, if you if you knew Chris, we call him Crazy. If you knew Crazy, you would under. I mean, he's been a straight up guy his whole his whole career. And he he Brett's right. It's it is a big family, so it's it's awesome to see uh, a family member get an award like that.
3: Brian France mentioned the possibility of changing the location of the all-star race from Charlotte. Where would you like to see that race go if it does change, Brett?
0: Well, we change everything else around here. We may (laughs) as well change that too, I guess. Man, I'm not a big fan of seeing it leave Charlotte because it's an opportunity for us to kind of have a chill weekend at home and be close to our families and bring our kids out to the track and... You know, it's an easy two-day show for us. If we're gonna move it, let's go to Bristol. Let's go to Richmond. Let's go to Martinsville. Let's go somewhere small. Let's go somewhere close by. We don't. We don't need to be venturing way the hell out there to do this deal.
1: Yeah, I definitely think it. I. I, I want it to be away from a mile and a half. And I don't. I don't think we need to go to a plate track. That's gonna be. We'll have too big a wrecks to do that. So we can't really go to Daytona or Talladega. You know, it'd be exciting, but we can't risk all the drivers' health like that. And for an all-star race but I think it would be awesome if we ran it at a Martinsville or something like that where they, can, they can't they can really get away from each other and they don't really get aero
0: So I was talking to a good buddy of mine named Mike Herman, Spots for Stenhouse and he said you know what we need to do for the all-star races? we need to go back to the 1980 package and let these guys, these teams build a car just like that same exact bodies they ran in the 80s and let them do it so I'd rather see us do something like that than to start moving this thing all around
3: Road courses have always displayed some exciting racing in NASCAR. Should NASCAR consider adding a road course to the chase?
1: Uh yeah, I'm all for it. I think um I think it's splits it up and it's another aspect they need to be good at all year. I'm and they're mostly they're exciting races. And honestly, it doesn't uh the fastest car doesn't always win. Tony wasn't the fastest car all weekend. No. Uh-huh. So, but if you play the you get the dish rag right, if you get the <laughs> dish rag caution right, you know, you could be put up front but It's just exciting. It's good races and stuff. So I I definitely think we could use one in the chase. I think the championship is about diversity and the ability to run well on
0: all sorts of tracks. I think we may have one mile and a half too many in the chase. So I'd love to see us extract one of those, put in a road course. I would actually like to see the the chase kick off in Montreal. You know, take our international Mm -hmm. audience, go up there before it gets too cold. Yeah, I'm down for a a road race being in, in the chase for sure.
3: The -the off-the-wall topic, several top golfers, including Jason Day, who is the world number one, and Rory McIlroy, have pulled out of the Rio Olympic Games through the Zika virus. Do you agree with athletes pulling out of the games due to health concerns in the host country? Brett.
0: For one, why are we playing golf in the Olympics? For two, (laughs) I don't know a lot about this Zika virus, but if I didn't want to get it, yeah, man. I mean, it's your personal choice not to put you and your family at risk. I mean, you know, the Olympics is is a big deal and I like really to see the Olympics focus on non-professional athletes. Mm-hmm. These guys are professional golfers. I would rather see college players playing in, in the basketball side and man I'm not even down with this whole
1: golfer thing happening. <laughs> well being how there's an Olympic sport for everything almost Yeah. Uh, you know I understand. Curling made it. <clears throat> shuffleboard. Yeah, Shuffleboard <laughs> curling it's all in there. <laughs> sim racing's probably in there somewhere mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh i don't blame them for not wanting to go and do that who knows maybe they're trying to have a kid i don't know if the, i mean i wouldn't if i was trying to yeah um, especially for you know nothing against the olympics but it's just you know part of it there i went to the olympics in 1996 they're really really atlanta. fun
0: yes okay. in atlanta you compete I was in college and beer drinking. Yep. <laughs> I won several awards during that week. Uh, man, it's such a great time for the whole world to come together and compete together. It's unfortunate we've got this Zika thing going on. It looks like Zima on this piece of paper, <laughs> so I was a little bit confused Did when you first see I see the commercial this for the
1: new Zimas. Uh huh. We got new Zimas coming out. Was it Zimas or they were flavored differently? I think. I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, it was on TV.
3: I uh, haven't seen a Zima since, like, high school.
1: That's what I almost said, but I didn't want to. I was like, man, we drank those in high school.
3: Like Mike's Hard Lemonade.
1: We put Jolly you. Ranchers in them. That's what these look like. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm not kidding. Zima's not. coming back. Maybe it wasn't a Zima. I don't know. It looked, I swear it said Zima, because I was like, dang, look at that. Zima's got color drinks now? That was yeah. My
3: sister named her Golden Retriever Zima. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> oh. that?
1: Was that in her drinking days? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Hey, let's talk about one thing before we dive in this thing. Did you see,
0: okay, I was watching the last lap of the race from the plane, and when Denny made a move on Tony going into turn you had seven. You Wi-Fi and cable? Going, You watch it on Wi-Fi. <laughs> Denny made a move on Tony going into turn seven on the last lap, and our freaking Wi-Fi froze up. <gasps> so Clint, who was pulling for Tony as hard as he can, obviously going into that car next year, he is screaming before it freezes up. When it freezes up, I thought he was going to crash the plane. <laughs> so have you seen the last lap? I yet? watched it. You did? Yeah, I watched it. Did you see how wide open Denny left the door getting into the last
1: corner? Yeah, and I know why I did it. You know why I did it. I saw it. We all saw it coming. Yeah. You got a guy that's basically going to refuse to lose back here. Yeah. And he's already been bumped once. So he is not. He's going to pay you back. Denny either moves, run, and everyone's like, oh, Denny missed the corner. Denny didn't really miss the he corner. He couldn't miss it that bad. If Denny goes in there on the bottom, he's probably – he's getting wrecked. Yeah, getting so, rooted. And Denny actually was very smart about it. The only – Tony still had to use him up to win the race because Denny was going to beat him off the corner. Oh, of course still. he was. So Denny still made the good shot. And if Tony didn't get a nose in front of him, yeah, he wasn't going to be able to do that to Denny. Yeah. So Denny actually made a very smart move. It was going to end up that way <laughs> if he could get to him. Yeah. And uh, Tony actually didn't get through the s's very well at all. No, and way behind. Denny actually put some ground between him and Tony in the s's, and man, it got. Um, it, I knew it was going to happen. I just I was wondering if we were going to get a spot out of it or not, or two, or something. Yeah. Maybe three if somebody else comes in there. Yeah. And it was uh interesting though, but Denny made a a pretty bold move into seven too. I'm not really sure he was. <clears throat> i'm not really sure he had position not not he would never have completed the pass right because tony would have beat him without contact with tony right there so he knew since he initiated that contact tony was going to initiate the next contact no matter what yeah
0: i don't think denny realized how much better he got through the s's than tony i don't think he would have left the door that open because it's going to be hard for tony to get completely there and literally not just have to take him out to win the race but
1: yeah but i think that would have happened yeah. It may, it may have happened. I, I think it would have. I, I mean, would, I,
0: That's all I was telling Clint. I was like, Tony is not going to lose this race. He is going to win at all costs. He knows the importance of this win, which – Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He did, but he got a little bit of an assist from the 11. Certainly these people saying, oh, didn't he let him win? They're idiots, mm-hmm. okay? You don't let somebody win a Sprint Cup race. You don't let no. somebody win a title fight. Like, this is a big deal. Then he didn't give this away. He just played it out in his mind of here's – what I think I need to do in this last corner and it wasn't the right thing.
1: Well he may not have been able to do that. Where the right Tony thing. would have hit Denny, he would have spun. Yeah. If he would have ran the bottom. That's you what he can't said But it could race. have spun Tony too, depending on how he hit it. Tony him. could have got caught up in it and For then sure. here comes Logano around both of them and celebrates. Yeah. So but Tony, you can't hit in turn eleven after you when you start breaking you can you can hit a little bit, but that just shows the person up the track. And after that, if you hit in the middle of the corner, the guy in front of you is basically going to spin out. Yeah. So, and that's – I think Tony was going to – he was going to do whatever it took. He was It,
0: it, it <laughs> was really cool to watch the closing laps. And I know it was hard for TJ to see all of this. But Tony wheel hopped really bad getting in, I believe, turn four with about three to go. Like, these guys were trying so hard. They were making a ton of errors. Like, and in the, in the spotters, you see that and you're like, man, just calm down and do what you've been doing all day. But they're on edge and they're both screwing up. And that was making the race great. And I'm sitting there going, man, like, I know some new tires – we get a caution here. These these dudes are going to both be in trouble, but fortunately, at the end of the way it did.
1: Yeah, they uh, on the, even on the last lap into that corner, in the four with the right hander there, Tony gave up a lot of ground. A lot of ground. Like that's where the that's where the when I saw, I thought Tony had it because yeah. then he really wasn't close enough to make any moves and then in the in the four there i saw the gap close up and it was it was like they've been when tony will hopped it so bad because that, he missed it one time oh that's where danny got to him yeah like and it was like i was like oh okay now we got a race yeah so it was a heck of a show it's, it's cool for fox
0: it's always a good race there done a lot for our, our our sport to have a barn burner as their last cup race you know i mean you got let, let's talk about that for a minute fox has got champions on air whether you agree with what they say or not, they got Jeff Gordon, mm-hmm. Daryl Waltrip, Michael Waltrip, who's won two Daytona 500s. Yeah, that's a championship in our sport. So, I mean, they have a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of experience and a lot of championships. So, whatever you think about their broadcast, man, their credentials on those guys are amazing. So, it's cool they they had something of this caliber to to finish their little run here before NBC gets here.
1: Yeah, your boy the Tarts coming back to work. Yeah, he'll be. We'll see him up there probably around the roof here the next couple of weeks. For sure. But, hey, what about well, – Sonoma's like the tightest garage area you could be in. Yeah. And yet we park cars in there and do all this stuff, and nobody no. ever has a problem. No. You ever notice that? Yeah. Yeah, we go to a place that's huge, and we can't even get into a lot that's yep. even near the garage. No. Like, it's ridiculous. I was
0: thinking about that. Yeah, the logistics of some of our parking scenarios is really weird. And, and I,
1: you never have a run-in with – you never have a run-in with a, a work – Security guard. Yeah, never. Yeah. Like, they are just straight up doing their jobs, and they don't, like, it's just a good place to go. Like this,
2: uh, this speedway over here in Concord. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty, uh, pretty bad. Got a humongous infield camp park in there. Camp park. Yeah, I don't know why either. Lots yeah, of lots of sense. room.
3: So, hashtag AskDBC. We picked uh, some questions Josh and I did we? yesterday. Oh, you helped we did. this week? So Now we can
1: blame you, too.
3: If you hate them, you can give all of your blame criticism Kristen. to both of us. Kristen so,
1: Bowers on here? <laughs> she is.
3: I asked a question. What the...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Text us next time. No kidding.
3: At Old Swamp Donkeys asks... <laughs> oh, swamp Donkeys. Why does NASCAR run with a rear deck fin on the cars at the road courses?
0: Old oh, Swamp Donkeys.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is a Swamp Donkey? <laughs> I figured someone from Page in South Carolina, would know what I that really is. I really
1: don't know what a Swamp Donkey... <laughs> Sounds like a great fantasy football team name, though. The old Swamp Donkeys. I bet this guy's from Mississippi <laughs> or Florida. Everybody, Either or. Yeah. Um, but the Shark Fin um, or the Deck Fin—I call the Shark Fin. Yeah, basically. that's what we all call it, pretty much. I, I don't, you know, I don't know if there's any particular reasoning for it, other than we run it everywhere else, basically, as far as I know. Yeah, seems like short track stuff. You know, I know
0: we play with it a lot on on certain tracks, too, but, man, we're on the roof. We can't see all these fins and stuff.
1: Yeah, honestly, I didn't even notice they were on the cars, <laughs> believe it or not. I think they just, it's just a, it's a downforce you know, thing. That, and, you know, you're used to having it on there. Might as well keep running it. Yeah, we'll text an engineer. We'll get back mm-hmm. to you. Yeah.
3: At Dustin2488 asks, After your driver falls out early, <clears throat> have you ever wanted to stay at the track and watch the rest of the race? Or just get on a plane and get... <laughs> Wasted face. <laughs>
1: That's a good
0: question. Clint actually did this time. Clint uh, fell out very early, and he went to a buddy's campsite and I think drank a beer with him and ate what he said was the best sandwich of his life. His buddy was Guy Fieri.
3: Nice. The chef.
0: So, yeah, you he probably did have a good sandwich. A little spiky-haired guy. guy. Um, yeah, a little spiky <laughs> blonde headed dude. Diner's drive-ins and dives. <laughs> but, you know,
1: to watch a whole race, nah. No. When yeah, I don't usually you're so mad or you're disappointed in your finish already yeah. that you don't really want to stick around. Yeah. So we
0: watch a hundred races a year between yeah. T J and I. And these guys do too. When they're not in the race car, they're still watching races. But no, you're ready to go home. When they, when you guys, have you out, ever
3: flown charter back from like West Coast and fallen out early and have to wait like on all the rest oh of the Oh my god, people? yeah.
1: If 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 <laughs> I, I don't if I, I have, mean I've wrecked out of Sonoma and had to wait for the team playing before. Yeah. Um yeah, we've done that. If I hadn't flown home with Clint, I'd have waited around seven hours. Those stories about Sterling? Yeah, we were at a bar by the airport by, like, lap 30. Yeah. So, yeah. For five hours. Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of time. So yeah.
3: You, okay, got it.
1: Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, you don't you don't want to stick around. Michigan, we were out. I mean, when you're crashed, you're done. You, you're you're going home. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you want out of that area. Yeah.
3: At Ready Mix Chick asks, how can a driver get better at their restarts?
1: You,
0: you just skipped well, yourself. Well, I was going to put
3: mine at the end.
0: Save the best for last. How can I okay. drive another restart? Um, there's a lot of ways they can get better at their restarts. You know, the biggest thing to do is watch people who are successful at being good at restarts, which right now is Kyle Bush, It's Chase Elliott. You know, back in the day, it was Ron Hornaday's. You know, you, you got to be. Watching ta- literally
3: watching. Literally watch tape?
0: film watch film watch what they're doing because your car is going to do different things in different air and it always seems like those guys know how to find that that grip now when you get to these mile and a half the reality is if you're on the bottom and you're on the fourth row there's not much you can do unless you make it three wide, getting into one but if you're on the top there's a lot of things you can do to get a good run off To
1: yeah you can also if you're around if drivers are around other drivers they know and trust they'll manipulate the restarts themselves You'll see hand signals and stuff like that when, you know, if I'm, if I got a teammate behind me and I'm getting ready to, re- we're coming down to the restart box and I'm leading, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to stick my hand out the window and, and tell him to, I'm going to start waving my hand when I'm going so he can come up there and give me some pushing and, and, uh, try to clear the other lane so that you can manipulate the restarts and that's totally legal. But there's is. nothing wrong with that. No. And you can also, being, being back four or five rows, you can, it also you want to get a run at a place like Charlotte and Atlanta that have dog legs too because there's lanes to pass and mm-hmm. you want to be on the offensive rather than defensive. So if you can work, I think there's a I think there's a certain communication you can have with a spotter too. When like I count the I count the leader down to the box yeah. and I call the green off the leader yeah. and you actually once your driver starts getting to the point where he knows what you're talking about and you're around good cars up there, they're gonna re-roll them pretty good. So you can you can try to give him a little bit of a jump if you anticipate it just a little bit. It it's the further you get back, the harder it is to do. But if you're in, you know, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth row, something like that, you can do it a little bit. So. It's fun for us to do restarts now because they're all double file. They
0: used to be single file, and, and the only thing that would make it double file is when the lap cars were on the bottom. Well, now you've put the slower cars in the preferred lane. So it took a while for the racing to catch back up
1: once you went green. Now when you go green, it's like, ah! That, <laughs> and also if you go to some of these places where it's like just long enough to maybe stretch it, and it's just long enough to maybe get tires, you've got some guys that stay out, and then yep. you look at it and they're like, I'm not gonna lie. When I saw Tony stay out, I was like, "Oh man, I hope we're in the other row." Yeah, you know, because normally tires take off pretty good there. Yeah, but like we talked about, he was gonna do whatever it took to. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's it's really cool when you when you get to the situation TJ's talking about
0: earlier, where guys are around you that you trust and know, and you see a guy up there that um, maybe shouldn't be there. You know, you, you see yeah. a guy that you're like, man, you nervous. This this guy shouldn't be here. No, you you strategically know what to do to get rid of him and and that's same things yeah. happens on restarts you're like okay i'm running sixth in front of me is the 83 car who hasn't run top 20 all day like yeah we're and- gonna shake and make this dude quick
1: and you bump him making three wide in the middle and he gone well See? you just know like he gone he gone if you're a couple cars behind that guy you know the car in front of you is going to be making a move on him so you know no matter what, you have to follow that guy in front of you. You can leave a lane open because that guy is going to be in it. The slow car is going to be coming back in it. So, the guy behind you gets a run and he drives it in there. He's going to get held up. Yeah. So, there's an and honestly, that's been become a big part of spotting too. That's one way you can help your driver out, and and that's become restarts, especially a mile and a half and stuff are really important for sure. So Martinsville is huge. Good question, Ready mixed chick.
3: At Draft Tours 88s what are your top three favorite paint schemes of all time?
1: Hmm. Wow. Um, mine are pretty
0: easy. The uh, Dell Earnhardt Wrangler paint scheme. Beautiful race car. Uh, now, it's actually sitting behind me. The Dell Junior version of it. I um, forgot who spotted that one. Yeah. The David Pearson <laughs> Chattanooga Chu
3: paint
0: scheme i think you just like saying it that was a beautiful <laughs> race car i mean i was tiny back then watching races and then i'll have to say and this one's kind of weird but we ran a black and white m&ms paint scheme at daytona years ago with elliot that was a
1: pretty race car too those are my top three favorite that's cool yep. yeah i like the the wrangler car is definitely uh my top three um I don't know, man. There's been so many good retro screen- schemes, schemes now, I know. especially Darlington with. His, yeah, right, there's so many cool ones that that come back. Um, I'm trying to think of what my I like. I honestly feel like we should run more retro schemes, and they should offer a um, a bit of purse for doing it. If you run a retro scheme, you it's get, tough, man, because these sponsors have so
0: much equity in mm-hmm. building their brand and building that consistency that. The more you shake it up, the harder it is to identify their marks and their, you know, that, that's, that's, it's tough.
2: It's cool, yeah. but it's
1: tough. I got to go with the Wrangler car being my all-time favorite scheme, probably. Yeah. Beautiful race car. Yeah. I really like a lot of cars from the late 80s and early, like really late 80s, mid, mid to late 80s are probably my favorite cars. I think Bill Elliott's car always stands out. The Melling car, their Corse car yeah. always stands out to me. And, um. The city Chevrolet forty six car, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Cold Triggle. Uh, yep, that well, one like always uh, kind of stands out. Kristen has us. no idea what we're talking about. Midnight
2: the Milligan <laughs> draft car.
1: I also yeah they yeah. all I really Midnight, like that one too. Beautiful car. The gray yeah. ghost always stands out to me as well. Yeah. that's always uh, been one of my. But I it's got to have the chrome numbers. Yeah.
2: As well as the skull bandit.
1: Yeah, yeah, handsome Harry. Harry. Yeah. Do you know who that is? I do. Yeah. Do you know why they call him, what is it, Mr. September or October? What is it?
3: I thought that was a baseball thing. Mr. No,
1: not, not okay. with this guy because he won the five races in a row. Yeah, Holy that's the crap. answer to that question. <laughs> I thought it was a baseball thing. And he
0: was 50 years old when he did it. Really? Yeah. yeah.
1: What are they were doing
0: then? You know something was going on. man. But, you know, it's kind of it's kind <laughs> weird because, like, you know, you, you, you've you seen all these different movements. Like, Dale Jarrett's career didn't take off till he was almost 40. And then, boom, he blows up, wins yeah. championships, 30-plus races. Daytonas. Won all the majors. Won the Brickyard. Won the Southern 500. Won Daytona 500. I mean, just – and some guys, you know, I, I remember Michael Waltrip um, in 2000, 2001, like, went through this spat of saying, man, I'm – you know, I'm 37. I'm in my prime. And I'm thinking, dude, you're 37. You're old. I was 23. <laughs> I'm thinking – Dude, you're old, but I mean, he literally—that's when he started winning races, and it's like, man, it's weird. And then you see some of these young guys coming here and do well. You see some yeah. of them coming here and struggle, and it's like, hey, man, they're just not in their prime yet. But it's when your butt and your brain catch up to one yeah, another. Yeah, I was just going
3: to ask you in certain sports when you're younger that's when your prime is yeah. obviously cuz your your body is more I think racing NASCAR, is a little bit different it, you you just, just get so more you learn
1: you get smarter every race Smart. every race you run you learn something and that just goes in you mightn't even know what it is you might not be able to pinpoint what you learned that race but something is going to stick in your head and you're going to remember it down the road and it's going to help you win races and every little bit you know helps and Do
0: uh, you
3: think there's an age that drivers should <clears throat> think about retiring or no
0: Um how old is Mike Harmon so going back to the point that we're talking about (laughs) the you look at jeff gordon Mm -hmm. okay he gets here exceptional talent he wrecks 13 times as a rookie and like you see that guy and you're like well i don't know man well he obviously learned a lot from it because then he comes back and boom he sets the world on fire but i think there's that line between getting here and realizing the edge and realizing if i wreck it, it may hurt and then taking all that experience and putting it together. Some guys put it together quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has, for some dang reason, they talk about this sophomore slump. You know, like you'll come in here and have yeah. a stellar rookie mm-hmm. year, and then you have a
1: sophomore slump, and then it's like you. And, and we saw Larson do it. You know, it might even be sometimes it's not even a sophomore slump, it's even a little bit later than yeah. that sometimes. But, you know, our sport is definitely different than like football and all that. By, by 37 in football, you are used up. Yeah. So. To your point, is there a mandatory retirement age you know I don't think any sport has
0: that I certainly think we have some guys out there now that aren't
1: helping us any I don't think age and racing matters that much I mean if, you if could you suck you know and you're old well and, what it, I mean you could have, you might have a 20 look at William Byron I mean, Morgan he Shepard. He didn't start racing until four years ago. <laughs> Morgan Shepard
0: was yeah that. Morgan well. Shepherd was pretty dang good back in the day. I mean, this yeah. guy won in the '90s with the Wood Brothers at Michigan a lot, and very competitive. If you go back and watch his old races, man, Morgan Shepard, Morgan Shepard, Morgan Shepard. Well, now. You know he's racing for Jesus, and he's not racing well. So, you know maybe Jesus needs to send him a message, a text message or Jesus something. Just
3: take the wheel
0: and just be That's like, away man, from you know Shepherd. what, Morgan, it's time to get somebody else in your car and
1: let him go get a young guy and see if he can do a little better. I, I think Jeff did it right. He he was competitive in his last year. He yeah. knew it was time. Yeah. So even Tony's probably doing it right. Tony's probably doing it right.
0: Yeah. It's hard for me to watch those guys that are doing it right, though, because I'm like, man, we're going to miss Jeff Gordon. Man, we're going to miss Tony Stewart. He was
1: competitive. He was in the chase last year, Uh man. He could be in it this year.
0: And now Tony's in it this year. I mean, so it's hard to see guys – Hang it up in their prime, but at the end of the day, man, if they can walk away that proud, good for them. Because we're watching some of these guys go out like heels, and then that sucks.
1: I I don't like watching guys that were really, really good. Like, I'm not sure I'd like watching Jeff Gordon run 15th to 20th every race and struggle with it. It was hard to watch Darrell
0: Waltrip in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Because he went from being an 83-race winner, two-time champion missing the coke 600 missing the brickyard 400 yeah, buying the way. buying carl long's ride just to be in the race and putting kmart on the side of the car so man that was heartbreaking you know so i'm glad yeah. we don't have to see everybody do
1: that but no i don't think there's an age limit though man i don't, I don't think so if you can drive you can drive if you yeah. start at age 20 if you're tired you can quit at age 36 quit at 40 quit at 50 yeah i mean maybe there's an if you finish worse than 30th 10 times in a row you need to quit
0: and it has nothing to do with your age. Without wrecking, too. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. Do you think Mike Harmon sucks? Listen. I think I,
3: that's an established fact at this point.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't. I, as I've driven before, and I don't understand how you can go down into the corner Knowing the leaders are coming or whoever's coming and not run the bottom. Knowing that you're going to – how do you not lift early enough and get out of the way and roll it in and run the line? Because you're an idiot. That's so, how. I don't – I mean, I've driven at Bristol, Charlotte and stuff, and I know – I mean, not that I got a lab, but I just know when they're coming or, you know, you just know how to get out of the way. Can't and fix it's... stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot.
2: <laughs> Yes, All right, can. so I had a
3: question. I was with my nieces and nephews, and I was just curious if you guys are, would be cool with your kids getting involved in racing, and if not, what sports you would prefer them to play? Uh, golf. You guys are both athletic.
0: <laughs> you know, my my thing for, for growing up racing is racing is racing's expensive. Very. And, and I'm going to say this. Baseball for boys right now, again, very expensive because travel ball costs a lot of money. Girls with softball costs a lot of money. You know, they're, they're certainly... Guys that can go up and pick up a basketball and a pair of $100 shoes and be very competitive and good at the sport. When it comes to getting your kids involved in racing, if they're going to drive, it costs a lot of money because you got to buy the race car. You got to buy the tires. You got to buy the trailer. You got to buy the truck to pull the trailer. When you get to the track, yeah. you got to buy $200 worth of food. Like it adds up to race. TJ Race, he knows exactly what I'm talking about. I've had a lot of friends, obviously, that race. I would love to see my kids get involved in the sport, but not necessarily as drivers. Yeah, Because daddy can't afford it.
1: When I started <laughs> racing, it was really, really rough. We didn't have a garage. We rolled my car out in the yard and put it on four blocks that my dad made and we worked on it in my yard. If it rained, we didn't work on the car. Um I mean I had to talk I actually legitimately talked my mom into skipping car payments and stuff to you to buy tires that week. Otherwise I was Seriously? gonna have to start Seriously. Yes. It was it's rough when you start out. Like I would I would beg her uh, you know, look, we're going to run good here. This is when I'm a better i So I'll, you can have winning money and pay your car. You know, I was actually talking her into skipping car payments and stuff to, to go race that weekend. Yeah. And I went and sold my car. I don't know if I told you. I sold all the spots on my car for local stuff like nitrogen bottles. I went to a local place, put them on a the car, got tired, of nitrogen bottles free. Body shop. If I got any damage to my car, I could take it over there and then fix the body up for free. And I I didn't have much expense, but it's rough when you first start racing. But, um... I think I would keep Madeline, if she wanted to race, I would I would probably stand behind her, but I don't think she's going to. I put her on a four-wheeler, and she knows two speeds, stop and full throttle. And it scared <laughs> me to death already. And if I wasn't half, I was riding with my knee on the back and, you know, kind of helping her, and I thought we were going to flip. So, uh, that's, racing's probably not going to... Speaking gonna... of flipping, did y'all see Jay
0: Leno's video? No. No. Oh, my God, you've got to watch it. It is... Thank God he's okay. It is the funniest video I've ever seen. He's in that car that did all those wheelies back in the day, and they completely restore it, and the guy who originally (laughs) drove it is now about 97, and they (laughs) let him drive it. So he goes. Should have retired. Barreling. (laughs) I think Clint told me this is like a 2,000-horsepower motor, like they're pulling these wheelies on. So they go hauling ass, doing a wheelie, doing a wheelie. They sit the car back down. This 90-year-old guy decides he's going to hang a left, running about 190, and he barrel rolls it. And Leno. The old guy? Leno's window's down. So he's trying to keep his arm from flailing out and losing his wrist. Oh my god, it is epic video. I'm sure it's viral by now. With 77 million views, I have to watch it. Yeah. Speaking of flipping, (laughs) you don't want to do that.
1: No. That room. We uh, we did a ride along at Charlotte one time, and Del Junior took some people, some friends down there, and one of the guys they had they had a camera in there. (laughs) He went up by the wall, and uh, as soon as he uh, we he went he went down to bash it up by the wall and then he went off into the corner and settled her off and there he'd been running the bottom yeah. that guy was grinning he was laughing and all of a sudden he put her up by the wall and he took his right arm and tucked it inside the armrest <laughs> <laughs> and he, he literally took his arm and tucked it inside the armrest and was like no I'm not having I'm, this I'm not down yeah. yeah so that I can see why Jay would have done that
0: yeah but, when, uh, when, we, when this show's over we gotta watch it cause yeah. it's hysterical
1: I would uh, I'd, t- I'd pick any sport from Allen though if she liked golf I'd softball don't please don't be softball or something like that (laughs) anything i've I've already sat through enough dance classes that i feel like i've put my duty in yeah so yeah but whatever they whatever they want the hard thing for girls is girls as they're little they want to play with barbie
0: dolls Mm -hmm. and boys want to play with race cars so boys want to race well girls don't want to race well then girls decide they want to race Well, a boy's already been racing for seven or eight years, so not – and you hate to say it's to their detriment, but if you start something at seven and I start at 14, you got seven years' experience Mm on me. And then not only that, you're behind in vehicles because the little boy started in go-karts, and then he went to Bandoleros, and he went to Legends cars, and he went to late models, and he went to super late models. Like, there's all these things. By the way, every step up costs more money. So the girl starts at, you know, 14. Well, she's way behind. So that's one thing, one reason I think, why we don't always see as many females coming up at the at the top level because, look, they're at the local level. They're doing good in open wheel. They're doing good in sprint car. But I think we see them struggle to get to the top
1: because they start later. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think once you get to a certain point, though, I think like William Byron didn't start racing until a few years ago. But there's a few guys that didn't. Yeah, that. it I mean, ain't I, many. When you're young like that, yeah, but you you also might top out earlier, too, and you'll know you can't race at an earlier age, too. Right. But, you know, if you can do it, um, you know, I, I don't think a. You know, it does. When you're younger like that, like, there's a huge difference between. Mall's going to first grade. She's got kids in her grade that are a year older than her. That's yeah. a huge difference in kids. Right. I mean, a six year old to a seven year old is huge. Yeah. So you survey the drivers, they started anywhere between five, six, and seven, with the exception of a Byron, a Ted Musgrave. Like there's not there's many. There's always guys. few. If you can do it and you normally though you don't get the opportunity to do it. No. No, if you don't start young, for sure. if you start young and put your life into it, you have an opportunity. Yeah. But normally you don't you don't get to 16 and say, "Hey, I want to race." Yeah. You know, normally you've already made up your mind you're going to play baseball or something by then. And people don't realize the strength that it takes to drive these race cars. You know, they
0: don't. This is a 3400 pounds 200 horsepower car like you're not going to just go get in that and be good. Like, if you go to your local go-kart track like we have here in Mooresville, GoPro, in eight minutes, you're sweating, your hands hurt, your forearms hurt. Like, you've got to be strong to do this. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that because it's not a street – It's and not a, a Mercedes GL yep. 450 riding down the highway at 45 miles an hour.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And there's a finesse to it, too. You've got to be able to understand and know what's fast, and yeah. and you got to have that feel. Kristen wants a free hat. That's why she did this.
3: It's true. I want Elliot to – Sign, sign your hat. hat.
0: Yeah. Hmm. He'll sign skin if you'll get a tattoo.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's the only way he'll do it. You You'd do look it? good with Elliot Sadler on your ankle.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him know. <laughs> this so at Daytona. Who's
1: winning this week? You pick first, right? I, I'm talking about who's winning the hat. Oh, well, who's picking Kristen? <laughs> it's, it's, it's I think be, Kristen should pick. It's
0: got to be between Swamp Donkey
1: because, because that's his a cool name. name, Old Swamp Donkey. And how can a driver get better at recently? What if their boy's name's Young Young Swamp Donkey? Young Swamp Donkey.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know. I got to look that guy. There's up. a lot of. I hope
1: it's not a girl.
0: <laughs> if it's a girl. This is gonna get. Oh weird. man. Oh, it's gonna get real. We weird.
1: gotta. We're gonna have to look. Josh, anybody? Pick a winner. I mean, no. I'm saying we gotta. We gotta look that up. We Josh, gotta pick see. a winner. I guess we all swamp donkey. Kristen Josh like. does a really good job in your absence. I don't know if you listened to last week's show.
0: I, ha-
3: I haven't gotten a chance he, to but he I'm used going his to falsetto today.
1: voice. Yeah, he did.
0: He, no, he actually told
3: me he impersonated me. Oh, he did. He was it... a really good impression of our German IT director.
1: Mm. You should do the impression of Kristen again. Do... Hey guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I sound like. Yeah, you did. Hey the guys. Old swamp donkey. <laughs> swamp donkey. All
0: right, why y'all find that guy? Predictions. Daytona.
3: We're going to Daytona.
0: Man, I almost beat TJ last week with Bob. That was going to be bad. Versus A.J. Amendinger. Like, it was almost fate. So, again, we're ahead. Menard's ahead of A.J. And the TV freezes up. And I don't know who's done what now. It takes me 30 minutes to finally get get it figured out. Oh, it's a guy, young guy, Alabama fan. I thought he was an Ole Miss fan. Oh, well. So, who's winning? The question.
3: Old Swamp Donkey. Swamp
0: Donkey wins. Bam. So, I thought I was going to win last week, and I didn't. So, this week, we're at Daytona. I'm going with my horse. I'm riding Clint Boyer into the sunset, and we're going to beat whoever TJ picks. Sweet. All right. See, that's a tough pick for TJ. No, that's not not as hard. Because here's the thing.
1: Clint's good at Daytona.
3: So, you're not heading home early?
1: (laughs) You also (laughs) said Saturday night that you could win Sunday. Well, I know my car was going to catch on fire. That's not my problem. Tell you why after. (laughs) Uh,
3: Are his feet okay? That's like that was
0: of, Harvick's feet. We I didn't know. run well, fast no. enough or anything to get hot.
1: <laughs> we ran four I laps. Told, <laughs> I told Clint, I
0: said I wasted three ounces of sunscreen for no reason, dude. Yeah. I just I just put on three coats, man. I'm shining. I got on mm. a fly landed on me and couldn't get off. And we don't even run the race. And I'm like, man, just, what I just love it.
3: I just didn't realize how hot their feet get because Bowman. You know that we list, do you? And- his feet were so burnt that Kelsey had to drive to the airport. I yeah. need to see who's... Harvick, Harvick burned his heels
0: I saw really that. bad. I need to yeah, see who's available like, on my side. They wear the heels. The booties. They wear the booties. Mm-hmm. and uh, But you got to understand, it's a 1,200 degree exhaust under their butt. They run heat shields between the, the exhaust and the, and the floorboard to try to help them. So, man, when those things aren't working... Or, and, and, you know, the thing is... Weight is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And and they're trying to do all these things for low center gravity and, and, and so they're always trying to get better at, at everything. So when they try to get better with heat shield sometimes I mean that it obviously it's didn't work. Safety, uh, though. I'll
1: take uh I'll take the ten. Danica. Oh yeah, I feel good about this week. That's a good pick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm not gonna lie, I'm probably not gonna pick her again. Yeah, no, that that's you can't. Well, you know, but, <laughs> you know what I mean. I don't see me using that car down the road, right? Right.
3: For a good buddy, yeah, yeah.
1: Thanks, Captain Obvious. <laughs> you f- take a week off and you come back full of it. Yeah, she's genius. All of a sudden, yeah. Well, eat this gluten. <laughs> 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 all right. Anything? Who'd you take? I took Clint Boyer.
3: Oh, your guy. Okay. My guy. Your guy. He's my guy. Is what? What any... do you
1: think's gonna happen? Like we go to Talladega, and I'll just pick Clint. <laughs> and he can't pick. Him. <laughs> That's going to be. I mean.
3: You want to stick with your pick? Yeah. Okay. You,
1: you, know, you can't done. change your pick. Yeah. I, yeah. Last week, I After was. After I going, pick, you can't change <laughs> it. Last
0: week, I should have got McMurray, and I screwed that up. But anyway. Yeah. Is there
3: anything that you guys would like to take to the masses via a loud rant? TJ's doing one.
0: In? TJ hadn't had a rant yet. Man, him? I don't rant a lot. You need to. I
3: don't.
1: I, Just pick something
0: during the week pisses you, you off. Do you
3: get excitable. Like Sadable. angry,
1: like lunchable. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I get angry during the race and stuff like that. Is that what you're talking about?
0: Or like, like in
3: real life? Oh, you got oh, a yeah. rant.
1: Tell us about. Tell us about this whole Carl Edwards
0: thing. You were ranting to me on text messaging after. Man, I didn't rant about that. What? I you told-, told me you want to kick his ass. That's a rant.
3: <laughs> kick his ass, Seabass.
0: And I said you better bring two friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen a replay of the ra- of what happened, but. You know, and honestly, it was probably gonna. Ha- it doesn't matter who it was. When you- have you seen a replay of it? No. Basically, I just, I just we want to were hear your version. We were in very good position. We weren't like not where we felt like we felt like we should have been, but we were maybe top seven, six or seven ish when that happened. Yep, yep. Logano misses turn four. Okay, like big. He's out on the painted area, like not on the curb. He's out on the painted area. Right. That's big. Right. Carl's inside him, and they're all jammed up. And we actually get a huge run on them two, and we're going down the inside. Well, to make room to come back, because you know they go out oh, there and yeah. have to swerve back. Yeah, I'm not sure if Carl knew they got jammed up, and he knew we would have a run, and went to hang a hard right to block us. We were already there. It it completely caved our left front fender in right in front of the tire, Is and Carl almost spotter? wrecked us. Jason Delesky, but I mean, he, at that point, that that stuff happens so fast. Like the driver's making that decision before we can do anything. Yeah, yeah. You watch it go down. Yeah, well, you basically watch it. So, um, we hit and wreck, or almost wreck, and almost have a tire go out. We're coming up the hill the next lap. The left front smoke, and we're running tenth or eleventh, and we ended up ultimately eleventh. But you know, you're. You, I'm not really sure. He made some comments after the race, too. I don't know if you saw them. Okay. He said, you know, he wanted to thank Doug Junior for giving him plenty of room. And I don't know if he meant, <laughs> like, uh, nobody knows whether he was serious or being a smartass about yeah. it because yeah. we don't really know. Right. Because he didn't give you any room. No, I mean, you turned into us. Yeah. So there only there's really only one way that can be. Yeah. So unless we go up there and hit him – that's what... Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know how how he interpreted or whatever. But, you know, it's just short track racing. Or it's like short track racing at the end. Somebody... You almost have to be... You have to be... You're almost better wrecking somebody at the end. Because if you don't, you're going to get wrecked. Yeah. So, you can't... You just got to be very aggressive at the end. But, yeah, I wasn't... I felt like he was trying to block. Because he's... Carl smart. He's a smart race car driver. And he knows when you get jammed up, guys are going to have runs behind you. And he knows... He knew how much he had to lift off that corner and what was probably getting ready to happen. We were probably going to go into seven three wide on the bottom, and we probably would have just we probably would have taken what we need on half of the corner and cleared them both and went on with it. So yeah. um, he was probably trying to prevent that and and avoid Logano at the same time. Yeah. They're just it's just a bad situation. That's not a spot you really want to be three wide anyway or yeah. any more than two wide. So uh, but yeah. I mean, if you want to meet me in the parking lot a little bit, Carl. (laughs) I'll hide in the bush just in case it goes bad. I got Brett and Josh here. Here we go. Oh, I'm bringing Kristen. (laughs) Actually, I watched the
0: first 20 laps of the race before I left, and and I felt like the 88 and the 19 looked the best on the long run. I didn't have stopwatches out and all that crap, but it just looked like – those
1: were the two fastest cars. Yeah, we were definitely. Actually, I feel like we were. We might have had the best car because we we never really had the best track position. We had good track position, but we never got out front. I feel like if we would have got out front, we could have inched away because we slowly. Yeah. It wasn't abrupt, but we slowly caught the lead pack. We even you know every run we would catch them. Yeah, so yeah, um, you know when you when you get the dish rag caution. Yeah, I saw that really, junior tweet about that. Yeah, that thing. My problem with that is is that this would be my rant. Yeah. That thing laid there. It was a shop towel, a yeah. rag. Yeah. And w- my problem is if – do you know when you're going to hit that rag? Did you see where it was? No. It was on – look, from our spotter standpoint of view, it was on the very left side of the track right where the bridge is. Okay. So if you're over there coming, – Coming up the hill. The last time somebody went across that was when Jerry Nadeau missed the corner when he started from the front row about right. 12 years ago. Yeah. That's the last time somebody drove over there. Yeah. If, you're, if you are going to hit that shop rag, shop rag, whatever it is, you are already wrecking, basically. Yeah. So O'Donnell <laughs> tweeted
0: because people were giving him a hard time on uh, Twitter. I, Steve O'Donnell, the marketing guru for NASCAR, tweeted that there was multiple debris in multiple locations.
1: It wasn't for that rag. Well, that's, I don't know. It, I'm just telling you what he said. I, I hate I hate the fact that you take it takes the eighth place tenth place car and puts them in the front yeah and they and not that they don't I mean that, it, cost, that caution is what won Tony Stewart the race it's well what that, put him in position well I mean. that it started right there yeah. it also that's how Kyle won that race last year he's on the yeah. backside of the track all the leaders go by pit road yeah. Well, um, there's something over here. It's not moving. Kyle hits pit road. Yeah. He assumes the lead, and you're never going to pass a guy like Kyle. He yeah. even, without even without the fastest car. There's only three spots to pass, and if you can hold him off in them three spots, yeah. Um, I just don't. You know, it's it. I feel like there should. I don't know. It is what it is with that, and you know, if it's a piece they need to get off, and it can eventually, you know, cause somebody some damage or something, then I agree with it. But yeah. That caution there, from our point of view, when they talked about it on the radio, was for that piece right there. Yeah, he, and he said it looks like a shop towel, but it's but I can't tell. Oh, uh, so they were calling out that it piece. lasted about two. Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah. then after that, they picked up a couple more. Of course, but yeah, that's what the initial caution was for. But you know, but and, it is what it is with it. And, and so and, when uh, you're when you're at home and you're listening to us on the scanner
0: and you hear us say we're probably going to get a yellow. We're going to get a yellow. We're basing that off two things. Number one, what we can see. Mm-hmm. And number two, if we can't see it, how aggressive NASCAR is talking about it. Yeah. Got it. If, if they're coming on the radio, on tower or something low on one, is it in the groove or out of the groove? It's out of the yeah, groove. Yeah, you're not. You're waiting. You no, know, you're not getting... If you, if, you, if you hear them say, you know... Something, something in, in turn one. Something in turn one down low. Is it moving? <laughs> nah. Yeah. Put it out. You know, Basically,
1: like, if you hear can't tell what it is, is and it's moving? not moving yeah you're gonna get it yeah. but it when when you hear a guy come on and say hey tower there's something up by the wall you know in turn three and then they'll be like where's it at again they'll yeah. be asking that you're not worried about that one no. but when they call it in and say it's they, they you react know, you know again they either, rightfully so i yeah. mean if the guys those guys are calling in potential pieces of danger so yeah yeah it's good to have that, but, yeah. you know. And NASCAR, the, so the guy in the booth, the NASCAR
0: booth, he's looking at 10 different TV shots mm-hmm. on his big screen, and he's looking out his window. So TV's also picking that up and putting it on one of their, you know, things. So it there's a lot of things, but we can tell by the tone of the voice that NASCAR responds in as to the likelihood of the yellow. Wouldn't you agree with that?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I, I mean, that, that piece I saw, too, was up, was right in front of us. We could see it clear as day, and I would have gladly loaned the official my binoculars at that point. He could have called. Or, you yeah, know. yeah. I wish they would have waited, a, you know, get more of a, okay, well, that's just a shop towel. You know, that's not a problem. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It, but it is what it is. I mean, if you, you can't tell what it is, yeah, you almost have to have it. But where that piece was, there's nothing around there. There's There was, I mean... It was out of the way. Road courses are different to me yeah. than other places. If it's For way sure. down. Well, there's the racing groove and the non-racing yeah. groove. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, but a mile and a half, so the, when there, if there's something out there, you need to get it off almost. Because if a car picks it up and flings it over the fence somewhere. then
0: yeah. The
3: gopher yeah. was moving.
0: Oh, you should have seen Kyle oh, Bush oh, hit yeah. that rabbit. I know. You, that's what I thought. We were Kyle Busch hit you. a rabbit run Oh, Clint said it's the nastiest thing he's ever seen. Yeah, we were we had just made a qualifying run, so we we're laying over to the inside to have, let Kyle have the preferred line. Where was this? This was in Sonoma this mm-hmm. weekend. He goes in a yeah, turn Friday. seven and he creams a jackrabbit. Uh, Clint said it is the yeah. nastiest thing he's ever seen in his life. I'll show you a picture of the remnants. It's bad. Yeah, it's <laughs> really bad. He said it disintegrated that animal.
1: We went through it not right after, not long like seconds after it happened. Not like five seconds, but within fifteen seconds. And we actually um, had some Fur. remnants underneath our car. Some That's stuff gross. hanging. Yeah, rest in peace, Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Apparently Kyle had eye contact with it right before they hit, too. Yeah. <laughs> what? I guess it stopped. Like, it ran out, stopped, they and were thought playing about chicken. moving. Yeah, and then they, um, they kind of had this moment, and then it was gone. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got to wrap this thing up. Thanks, my yeah. man, for having us.
3: Yeah, guys. Thanks for Yeah, listening. thanks
1: for one main in the Exalt the Studio here. Thanks for Chris.
3: Oh! Kristen. Oh! Oh! Oh, it looks like a massive tongue. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. disgusting. <laughs> I saw it oh, already. gross. We
1: can, we can
0: fry that up, girl. Ooh. Yeah, Paige will need eat that. Heck yeah. Some house off <laughs> chicken breader? A little salt and pepper? Hi, <laughs> you actually
1: yeah. Did you help people right there? Listen, that thing's probably... <laughs> I guarantee. We make some gravy. Oh, listen, I guarantee that rabbit's gluten-free. Biscuit, you could eat the hell out of that Shut rabbit. Shut up. Sop it up, mm. holla. We out. Yeah. <laughs> At OneMain Financial, we believe in the importance of community. That means partnering with our neighbors to reach common goals, lending a hand when it matters most, and commitment to our neighborhoods.
0: Community isn't just where you are. It's where you make a difference. One main financial, not just in the neighborhood, but part of your community. Providing personal loan solutions and one-on-one local service. One main financial. Your needs, your goals, your dreams. Offer
1: subject to restrictions and requirements of the licensee. For licensing information, visit our website or call us. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear. Brought to you by OneMain. For updates on Elliott
2: Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Hey, everyone. This is Ron LeMasters, and coming up on this week's Historically Speaking, we talk about the most controversial rule changes in NASCAR. Tune in this Friday, and thanks, everyone, for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio.